You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Don't, you know, the people are hearing this. They can't see your gestures that are quite distracting. When you're doing yours, you're pointing like you're Elvis. And now that I'm talking, you're giving me the cutthroat, which means kill time or I'm going to kill you. Stretch it out? What happened? Why do I have to stretch it now? Now I'm getting the stretch sign? You know, it's funny. I was thinking the other day when I was driving in, in traffic, cut it now? Well, I just started amping up to something, and now you're cutting me. We'll be right back. God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gera. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are <laughs> Queen Fakey of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Um, Gareth. Yeah. Um, we're in Iceland. It's gorgeous here. So we, I had a little extra from the story that I cut out. Oh God. So we're going to do it now. So wait, this is going to be, if you haven't, (laughs) I, I didn't tell anybody. You didn't tell anybody what? That we had extra. We had some land. Around. So there's a doggy bag. This is a ice ice solop. Ice solop. Ice cube. Sure. Better. <laughs> closer. <laughs> Much closer for sure. Um. Anyway, this is gonna be a little bit Iceland history. No, well, I'm still not deal with it. Still not uh, adjusted. For- if you want to check out uh, any of Hugleg Dog, whatever his name is. Hugh Lake Dogson. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, uh, go to our Facebook page, and I, I linked all his stuff. He's got books. Uh, he does these hilarious cartoons, uh, or he he calls them these stick figure things. Uh, and then uh, and and uh, he's a funny stand up. He was awesome. Uh, you can you should check out all his work. He'll be uh, our guest we, next time we come yeah, here. Yeah, if we go to Iceland again, which I would love to do. Um, he will be our guest for sure. A lot of people in Iceland came up and said. Uh, uh, oh, it was great, very funny, but you butchered the history. Um, which is weird because in America, when you when you do stuff, people go, "Holy fuck, I didn't know that. We weren't taught that." But in in Iceland, they're convinced that what they were taught was correct, even though I went and meticulously went through it with a with a very reputed Icelandic history book. That the guy was like, the people. Were this like, is the yes. one. Yeah. No, no, but you butcher, you butchered. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, they you know they're particular. Uh, there's not a lot of them, so they all know it in and out very well, as opposed true. to here, where every now and then you'll find someone, you know, as opposed to the States, I should say, where every now and then you'll find someone like me, who's been able to just avoid all the knowledge bullets that are being fired his way. <laughs> Somehow, like Neo in the Matrix, just backbending as these bullets whiz past. Um, Gareth? Talk to me, David. I don't have an exact date! Okay, well, I I have no one nation that's going to take issue with this. Um, so uh, so we briefly touched on Icelandic uh, hobos in the live episode. Sure. 
uh, the bottom of the barrel guys in the class system. Right. So I wanted to go a bit more into that. Oh, good. It feels great. Let's just start in the gutters. And discuss discuss people visiting other people in Iceland uh, during the 16th, 17th. Visiting? Visiting through the 19th century, yeah. Okay. Visiting. Yeah, when you, knock, when you knock on someone's door and you go, hello! Yeah, well, the accent's off, first of all. And yeah, second but- of all, on with what has happened already, the idea of visiting being just a regular thing, is it's not crazy for me to think the opposite. I don't care. Okay, it's honest. <laughs> I'll give you that. So, um, it seems like there were always Icelandic hobos. There's some sort of vagabond. Like, it's sort of a Viking thing. The You know, you move your nomadic. It's, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so there were a significant number of vagabonds wandering the land from farm to farm asking for free food and be put up for the night. Okay. Uh, many of them were... Those are solid requests, though. Trying to fill, check all the boxes of you. issues you have as a hobo. Get it all done. Can I eat here and live here? Can I Can I stay, sleep, eat, live? I would also I'd like to have sex with your wife. May I bang your wife, sir? Vagabonding, as we call it. Uh-huh. Uh, Give it the old bangabond. Bangabond. Have you been on the bangabond? I went one time, but I'll never go again. It was good until he unionized. Uh. Many of them were freelancers who hired themselves out uh, to different farms, but many were what would be considered between jobs. Yeah. So the I, freelancers, calling yourself a freelancer is great. Yeah, you're a private contractor. Yeah. Situation. I'm an independent contractor. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm, uh, by that I mean I don't work a lot. My company's not taking work right now. Uh, no health insurance. Well, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, they would. Uh, so these guys who were between jobs would wander the country on foot selling whatever they could manage to carry. Okay. So dude rolls up and he's got stuff like linen. Sure. Needles. Probably meat. Knives. Okay. Scissors. Okay. And books. Okay. Because it's Iceland, so got to have a book to sell. Yeah, books and knives. So stuff like that. I'm sure you can think of other things. Welcome Fro- to Walking Book and Knives. Frogs. They probably, guy probably had a frog. Do you need frogs? Uh, hair clips. Books, knives, scissors, hair clips, frogs. Toe. Toe. Toe rings. Toe rings. Varian. <laughs> Mood rings. Oh, you're pissed. What is angering you? Pet rocks. Pet rocks. Oh, have you heard of this? It's cha-cha-cha-chia. <laughs> you love this. It's a garden in a man's head. Okay, so that was one type of hobo. The guy who did that tried to make a few bucks, you know, cruise around. Entrepreneurial hobo. Yeah. The guy who's like, I'm not just going to cruise around without making any money. I'm going to try to make something out I'm going to put this. a bunch of scissors in this jacket. That's right. Not Not like a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, there's another type, people who just didn't like working. Okay. All right. Uh, they would pretend like they had a very important meeting or piece of business a few towns away and were just stopping in for the night. So they just lied. Yeah. Right. So they would cruise around and be like, no, I have to get to a meeting. Over uh, do Splash you really? Or are you just a hobo saying oh, you have to get I, to a meeting? I'm going to a meeting in Sklashnifoknard. Oh, wait. Well, how do you spell that? Sklashnifoknard? Yeah, how do you uh, spell that? Uh, they have a different alphabet, honey. <laughs> yeah, no, because we moved here. Uh, don't ask why that's possible. All right, this guy genuinely seems in a rush. Yes, I'm in a hurry, but I would like to eat here and sleep with your you wife. You seem a little desperate to eat and sleep here. Are you sure you have a meeting? No, yes, but I need... Rest. Where's the meeting again? Uh, Scarf Norsleburgen. I feel like it changed, but... And 
I will not be good at the meeting unless I ejaculate in a woman. Oh, well, you can have sex with my wife, and you Damn. can have some of our stew, but I don't know about sleeping here, back. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, because Icelanders were very hospitable people, they would find it hard to turn away someone on very important We already have five guys going to meetings, but if you can make do... So many meetings on Many of our people staying here have meetings. Always. uh, always And my wife is taking an ice bath. She'll be ready to see you soon. Oh, huh? Yes, you all have weird clauses in your contracts. Uh, so guys could live like that for ages, just cruising around, saying they had an important meeting to get to. From just, house to house, farm to farm. Until everyone started to realize they were always on very important business, and then the gig was kind of up. And then yeah. it was like, we well, are a fucking liar. Right, okay. And then there were the truly down-on-their-luck hobos. The guys who never heard of lying. Right. Uh, uh, so other guys were difficult or considered odd. That was another reason they couldn't get a job. Okay. Um so these these people had no choice but to wander and ask for help. Uh, there was no hospital on the island, and in the 16th century... In general? There was no hospital. There's no hospital. No, not okay. in the 16th century. So what if your toe ring gets caught on your toe and you That's can't it. get it off? It's gone. The toe's gone? Yeah, you got to cut it off and then lay in a cot until it, it's better. Lay in a cot? Yeah, you got to find a cot. A, lot a of, non-hospital cot. A lot of work I wish I had that toe for, my in friend. A mud hut. Okay. Uh, so, well, when he was asked to build one in the 16th century, uh, King Christian III of Denmark said, no. Well, contrite. Yep. Uh, he declared physically or mentally ill persons would have to depend on the kindness of strangers. They can just tell people they're in a rush like everybody else. He declared that physically or mentally people would have to declare. So that means that people were like, I guess we have to help them. We have a hospital? Uh, uh, I don't... He's got a fucked weird eye. Hey, I'm turning into a fly. Can I stay here and eat some of your mud? Yeah. All right, there's nowhere else to go. Uh, Also, uh, uh, you know, if your wife isn't... uh, No. uh, No Brundle fly, baby. Might be not a bad idea. Uh, So... So the official word from the crown was for people of ill health should become drifters. Like that's what they they officially said. Because if they're saying we won't build a hospital, yeah, and people have to take care of them, that means that, that means that people. Well, have at least have now we wander. at least now we pretend that like there's a place like forced drifting. This is like the, the Republican plan that didn't just pass. This is what the VA is. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thanks for all your service. Now go tell people you're in a rush. <laughs> this. Or put a bunch of spoons in your coat. Huh? Sell it. Good books, too. Oh. This also meant they had permission to be hobos, right? So this means that... You're you, a card-carrying legal hobo. Well, because there's no place for you to go, and he's saying you have to depend on people, you're, it's like a legal... Right. Legal definition. You've you're, legalized you're, begging. You've legalized begging. Uh... They were known as a Clonson's Flyklinger, or the King's Vagrants. Okay. Great pronunciation. I don't hear anybody here, no, no one here disagreeing with your pronunciation. And this lifestyle became particularly horrible <laughs> when a volcano erupted in the 18th century, which led to famine and killed about 50% of the population. Okay. That's some serious... That's bad. 
That's yeah. a lot of people. It's also it's a lot of it's also created a lot of hobos. You would think it would create more. Well, I mean, you, there well, could be a resource boom. But there was an ex, there was. <clears throat> a, okay, so the volcano goes off, and then the crops are dead and stuff, and then there's okay. a, then there's I'm a, seeing the problem. Then there's an increase in hobos, and then a decrease in hobos. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so because of uh, not just harsh conditions and life in general, Iceland was the place where people would be forced to become drifters due to circumstances. They would come up with skills that would get them uh, in the front door. Oh, okay. Wait, did, I, did I miss the part about... Uh... Necropants? No, that was at the live one. No. Uh... Hold on. Why? So, basically, with this volcano eruption, there were bodies Ugh. strewn away like people walking away from farms because there were so many people who were looking for food and hoboing that the farmers had to turn away. When a volcano takes out 50% of the people... There's not that many people. So it's a combination of there not being that many people and just... I've always like I've always I mean it always it always seems like you could run faster than lava. Well, it's not that. But it's like that there's their food source was gone. Oh, that's what it is. The ash killed people weren't going to eat ashy beets well you couldn't because they died oh uh, not with that attitude <laughs> not with that attitude you can't eat ashy beets so um so there's just bodies now stacked well just laying around yeah um anyway so so yeah are you raising your hand for a no no i'm i'm gonna hold my hand up for the rest of the time <laughs> A protest. I don't want to leave. So hobos would come up with skills that would help get them in the front door. Okay, like kicking down front doors. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some were good storytellers or very, very informed on certain subjects. Others sang or uh, drew pictures or recited poetry. Okay. Wow. So you basically have a talent show knocking at your door. Yeah. Hello. What and what do you do? Um, my name is uh, Gustus, and uh-huh. I will uh, be tap dancing for oh. you. Uh, uh, keep in mind, I don't have the thing that makes the noise uh, that tap d- dance shoes have. Oh, oh, so I do it with my mouth. Oh, we have a uh, dirt floor. Okay, here we go. From the top, two, three. What's the last number? Tap, 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 <laughs> About how I need clickety clacks for my shoes. Um, overall, except during very brutal times, hobos were not turned away from a farm because that's how it was in Icelandic society. Also, if turned away, hobos were known to be gossips and would talk endless shit about the farmer. Wow, uh, that is amazing that you're like, well, I don't want a bad Yelp. Well, right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a fucking Yelp. They don't have Yelp in Iceland. Uh, well, you know what? There's a lot of great things in Iceland, and that's probably <laughs> among them. Yelp, like, started as a good idea. It's terrible. It's terrible. Any, th- any little box that we open up, we're just going to turn it into a cesspool eventually. Yes. It's like, savor the... I mean, think about the time when comment sections on, like, videos was, like, people being constructive or being like, yeah. I didn't respond to this. Yeah. Instead, now it's just like the most vicious stuff immediately. It's insane. Um, 
It was very important for Icelanders to be known as hospitable, and it was important for one to know when a visitor was coming. Okay. Because you're going to be hospitable, so you got to know. Like, they don't have cell phones. So, so wait, you're, 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 now, you're now, it's going from charity to you're feeling pressure? Yeah, they did feel pressure. You're to feeling be... pressure to please the hobo because they have Yelp of mouth. Yeah, that, and yeah, you, and you want people to think that you're a hospitable person, like you're a good hospitable person it's, ama- it's amazing there were um a few different ways to know when someone might be coming okay well i can't wait to find out oh you the look on your face if the person in the home started yawning this meant a visitor was inbound wait what so the so I, if you're sitting around the house and you is start, that a superstition or is that like a sign no it's a sign that okay someone was coming you can't be like what's coming you know, if you start yawning, you're like, oh, God, a friend's coming. I should start fixing stuff. But why up. can't you go, one's coming? It's not even one. It could be anybody. It could be a friend. It could be your brother. Well, you what, sorry. Someone is inbound if you're yawning. But you, why can't you just say something? What do you mean, say something? Someone's coming. But you, what do you mean? You, you, that's how you, you yourself find out. You start yawning. You're like, oh, God, someone's coming. I, I don't understand. What do you mean? You're genuinely yawning? Yeah. <laughs> so when you feel an actual yawn come on yeah that means someone's coming yeah so it is a superstition oh it's not connected no, to reality science okay okay i get it okay <clears throat> and if you felt a bit nauseous or if you were incredibly sleepy oh i just yawned and shit my pants a hobo's inbound there were also animal indicators <clears throat> oh god if a cat started to lick its anus while having a leg straight up in the air that meant a hobo. Oh, Sherpa, no! Oh, well, put out the nice spoons from the jacket. And if a dog put its head on its paws and lay on the floor. Oh, you guys, don't worry. It's just the dog licking its anus. We don't have company coming over. If a fly kept buzzing around, a visitor was coming. Uh, uh, okay, so... So all the time. Yeah, <laughs> always because you have bodies in the street. Everybody's like, I gotta rush home. I have hobos coming. Well, that's probably where that one came from. Yeah. So they're just, they're, okay, so these are indicators. Do these not stop being indicators after your cat licks its butt and nothing happens? No, because that time your cat licks its a- asshole and someone comes, then it's back on. Which and, has and to be 50%, so... 50% of the time your cat's licking its butthole. Well, If you I, have a good cat. What was with that eye contact? If any of these things happen, if any of these things... If any of these things happen, the owner would quickly begin sweeping and preparing the house. Now, your asshole's not the only thing that needs to get tidied up, kitty. Now, sweeping wouldn't have been uh, sweeping wouldn't have been successful. Is this fucking recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just sorry, I got freaked out for a minute. It's okay. It's on American time. Yeah. If sweeping would have been very successful because they lived in dirt houses, right? So. So sweeping is the craziest. But sweeping, but they're you know you're sweeping whatever you can sweep. I mean, you can sweep a dirt floor. Sure, but you also are. It's not going to be great. No, but you're going to get the chunks. Yeah, but those you're you're you're. I mean, what's the point? Also, know. these are hobos. Later, uh, when wooden floors became more common, they were still dirty as fuck. They would clean the floor around once a year by putting some water on it. They would clean the floor once a year by putting water on it. Uh, which would uh, <clears throat> cause the caked dirt to form a layer of scum, which they would then scrape off and push outside. I mean, they are the black and white infomercial version. 
<clears throat> like before someone's like, try to kaboom. <laughs> like they're just like, oh, you let it clamp in the middle. <laughs> Slowly sweep it out like this. So there's got to be a better way. What just happened there? A fly? <laughs> yeah. An Iceland fly. Icelanders had spent uh, uh, time being a relatively clean country. Um, really? They lived up until with... the 17th and 18th century. They regressed. Because they would all bathe in the natural thermal pools. Which I can tell you from experience, my friend. No yeah, fucking choice. Meow. But then, <laughs> Dave. This, yeah, no, I got Meow. I, I've been in them and I heard. I heard. Mm. I heard you. But then the 17th century came and it became in vogue to be filthy. Wow. Apparently, it was actually a sign of success if you were dirty. They had a saying, which I will not try to repeat in Icelandic, but it was, quote, a man that is dirty is often wealthy. So the dirty are well. So this is really the hobo's playground. I have no idea. How or why you could think that someone here? Being I, dirty, I can tell you because they're working so much. They don't have time. They don't have time to bathe. They don't have time to bathe. They're too successful. They're f- working so much, you don't look. They can't I, get down to the thermal pool. Look, time is dirty. Yeah, I mean that's you're just filthy, filthy rich. Yeah, the filthy rich. They wash children every now and then, but adults were rarely bathed. Jeez, imagine making that collective decision after you've learned about bathing. To just go back to being like, nah, it's you, just you're so You'd be so itchy. And, and the worst. Think about it. Terrible. People would uh, wash their faces before they went to Boy, church. he must be doing well. He smells like shit. <laughs> People would wash their faces before they went to church, but that was the only part of their body. Oh, God. They wouldn't even wash their hands. Ugh, because what are you, you're washing your face with garbage. Your face is probably dirtier after that wash. Women would comb their hair on weekends. Uh, that's, that's just... And they used urine to clean their body. Now I like it. <laughs> Thought it was weird for a minute, then I found out they're using piss soap. So now the guy who's cleaning his face but not washing his hands... Is just having a nice urine soak. He's peeing on his face. He's peeing on his face. This man is peeing on his face. That's how he's washing his face. I, that's what I assume. And you're just peeing. It's your own pee. Well, because you're not washing your hands. So. But could you? Could your buddy pee on you? Oh. Could I, I come know. over to you and go, dude? I've got an event tonight. Really, coat me in it. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'll pee on you. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm t- as the. No, but I'll do that. We're in Iceland. I'm asking you as the person of the and story. I'm telling you as a, a historical expert. I, he, s- settle down, Dave. Okay, you're not <laughs> peeing on me, and you're not a historical expert. <laughs> That's all true. Uh, so, uh, so your 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 body is getting bathed in urine. Yeah, it was considered a quality cleaner. It has ammonia in it. I mean, it is it urine is, is yes. Urine is. I, look, I still use it on my face. It's just the body to me is kind of gross. I don't want to talk. Um. So soap and water didn't come in uh, until much later <clears throat> for the lower classes. Particularly, it didn't become common to use soap and water until the end of the 19th century. Wow, that is quite a gap. That is a huge gap. It's a long time to smell like just straight up piss Piss only. Piss and dirt. People would wash their shirts uh, with every couple of weeks, but their underclothing was washed very infrequently. Oh, so they, oh, the smell. 
I always think of the smell. I always the think smell. of the time. If there's a way to we've, travel, we've time, talked about it. The it's smell. the smell. It's the smells, and it's the fact that they're they're embracing the smells. Yeah. Okay, so so this is what's rolling up to your house, right? Ugh. Now, if it was quick, da- clean up. Walking toilets here. <laughs> now, if it's daytime, the visitor would knock three times on the door, so that the cat could stop cleaning. Three knocks represented the Holy Trinity. If it was not three, that meant it was not a visitor, but a ghost. <laughs> so, so, so who's knocking more than th- who? A ghost. If someone knocks four times, it's clearly a ghost. Maybe the hobo doesn't know how to count. Or he's in a rush for his fake meeting. Everybody knows three. So what, what happened when there was four? Then it's a ghost. You don't but answer But what it. are they? Who, and then they're like, oh, it's a hobo. But it's four. If it's three, you answer it, and it's a hobo. But if it's three, you don't. No, if it's four, but still ridiculous. Makes no sense. I'm. So, I take issue with these Icelandic traditions. If there were three knocks, the farmer or his wife would answer the door. The visitor, who could be a dirty hobo they'd never met, uh, would then kiss the host on the mouth. Ah! They both are covered in piss. And say "psych virtu," which meant "be happy." Uh, I was. The host would respond. Kamdu seek, which means come happy. Ugh. And if they knew the visitor well, they would shake hands and kiss on the mouth and then kiss on the mouth a second time. Well, nothing to see here, folks. Uh, as what was written in, uh, okay, ready? Island Skir Both Hadir. Sure. Uh, both, uh, sorry, also known as in Icelandic, in Icelandic as Icelandic for Beginners by Jonas Janssen in 1909. Quote, people took off their hat or headdress with their left hand, whipped their hair from the forehead with a little toss of the head and kissed. So they willow smithed and then kissed. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. Now this is all. They're of like the person- birds. They're like birds on planet Earth. It's very much like birds. Now this is this is what would happen in the daylight. Whoa! What happened when right. the night would At come? At nighttime, which is more when you came rolling in. Right? Yeah, for sure. Your, I'm a definitely a night hobo. Hour. Hobo nights. Um, totally different routine, right? Then uh, he or she, because hobos came in both forms, male or female. There were plenty of female. Hobos. Sure, I was kind of assuming that it wasn't uh, gender, not gender um, specific. Would go to the window. This. Uh, was because only ghosts knocked on the door at night. Well, you but why can't you just knock three times? The ghosts know they only knock four. Because everybody at knows. night at night it's Vegas. There's no rules. Well, at night everyone knows no one's going to knock but a ghost. Right. Obviously. Right. Of course, so you go to the window, sense. and uh, not a scary time. And then you you go to the window and say, "He er kia guth." Hey, I'm not a ghost. Here be God. Okay, sure. Same difference. <laughs> the farmer inside would respond, Guth blessy feg, meaning God bless you. And then someone would go open the door and let the weirdo who was at the window in. Sure. Don't let the ghost in if he's there. So once the visitor was inside, uh, the kissing happened. Sure. Got a kiss. It's nighttime. And then the farmer would take the hobo by the hand, uh, lead them through the tunnel into the bath sofa, which was kind of like uh, a living room 
slash sleeping room slash it's, it's, it all happened in that room it was all there okay. were beds and then beds you also and, worked in sure. the living room and sure it's a it's a studio apartment sure great everyone would greet the visitor and the visitor would go around and kiss kiss each person on the mouth oh god it's very i'd just be like nah. What how long the kisses lasted? Dibs on lashed. Like if you could go in for just like a long fucking t- all tongue. All right, your turn. Dice tastes like hobo. At that boy, your breath stinks. Someone should piss in it. At that point, the hobo would sit down. And then ask him to tell them any news he might have. So he's the hobo. Yeah, he's got the stories. hobo's online. He's bringing stories. Right. Okay. Uh, if the uh, vagabond's clothes were wet, great. Right? Great. Which happens. We were in Iceland. Uh, you Your were clothes there. get wet. Yeah. You're fucking. You know. You're wet a lot. Sure. Especially if you're wandering in the country. It's a wet place. Yeah, and if your soap is your penis and the, the piss that comes out of it. Okay, that got. I wasn't expecting that part. Sure. Uh, so if if his clothes are wet, one or more of the women in the house would take his clothes off. So this person comes into your house, uh-huh. kisses everyone on the mouth, and yep. then you get them naked. Well, he all, you, you also held his hand into the room. Sure, right. And then he kissed everybody. And, and then, then if he's cold because yeah. of his clothes, he can take get his nude. clothes off. Cool. Then, okay, just then, making sure I've got um, a good idea of what's happening. And then they would they would wash his feet and bring him dry clothes. And they were washing his feet in... At that end, I'm sure a bucket of urine. Okay. Uh, then he would get food and he would eat that. And after he ate, the hobo would get up and kiss everyone on the lips again. After he's eating? <laughs> how did this? How, how did nobody? This just ended one day when someone was like, hey, this is ridiculous, right? And everyone else was like, yes. Thank God. Can we stop kissing hobos after we feed them at least? One of these lines they still say as like a, oh, I'll, I think, I hope I didn't accidentally cut it out. But um, uh, so, right, did I go, did I go past it? I bet it's still Oh, there. right. So he eats and he kisses everyone uh, and then he'd sit back down and hang for a bit. And then uh, get up and kiss everyone on the lips She's to say goodbye. just going around and just running the mouth train on people? Who started this tradition? That's Some insane. perv. Some total perv. Uh, why are you doing that? Oh, you didn't hear? No, everyone's doing it now. No, see, you, All the hobos uh, are saying. You finger blast. Yeah. And then, uh, and then out the door. Uh, wait, do you want food? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Um... So after the kissing, after that round of uh, kissing, after our would, third round of kissing, he would, he would kiss the hostess twice on the lips each time to thank her for the food. Okay, and this is the very end, right? So this is the like all the fireworks are going off. The man in the house would then walk him to the front door, holding hands. If the visitor was not walked to the front door, it was bad news because he would take all the sanity from the house, and everyone there would go insane. What? Now, that's the one they still have a saying about, apparently, like as a joke. They'll be like, I'll walk you out so you don't go crazy. Like, uh-huh. I believe they still say that. Okay. That's what, what this book said. But nobody walked us out of anywhere. Um, we didn't know what to say. Right. You got to threaten it. At the door, uh, there was another ritual. Please, Dave, by all means. The hobo would kiss the farmer two or three times on the mouth. Okay. 
Before each kiss, he would say, be now blessed and happy, kiss. Thank you most kindly for what you provided, kiss. It would be my fortune to have you as a friend, kiss. And then the hobo would leave. Okay. So, what? (laughs) The truth is, this is a... Like, if you could go to a system where this is how it was, like, if there was just this inherent trust that you had that if... But you've got to lose the kissing and the dancing and the the foot baths. Yeah. But if, like, your deal was like, hey, you keep a little food around, you know, if, like, you know, some homeless person comes to your door, you can just feed them real quick. Yeah. That'd be good. That's not a bad, horrible thing. No. It's just when they, like, if someone comes over and before they, you're, they're like, uh, sorry, I uh, knocked four times. I wanted to knock three times. Anyway, mwah, mwah, uh, mwah. I kiss your wife? All right, bring your wife over here. Mwah, mwah. Oh, cornbread, love it. Hey, do me a favor, strip me naked. Let me kiss you again. Mwah, mwah. Wash these feet. Mwah, mwah. You didn't walk me to the door? I'm taking all the sanity with me, motherfuckers. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> Um, now we're leaving out something. Necro There pants. were times when the hobo would uh, spend the night. Of course. Was that, how is that not just implied? Uh, if, Where's the hobo going? If that were the case, he would sleep, uh, possibly, he would sleep in a no, bed for sure. In a bed? Yeah. In what bed? Well, we'll get there. I have a feeling we're if going there. If the visitor there. was a very important person, the farm had a spare room and he would be offered that room. Okay. But he was also given the choice of having someone sleep with him if that's what he wanted. Oh, my God. So strange Uncle Pervy comes to town, kisses everyone on the mouth, and then gets to decide who he wants in his bed? Yeah. This is like Taken. <laughs> who? Now, that may sound nice, but beds were a horror show. Does not sound nice. They did not wear their underwear to bed. Well, that's a great thing, considering what I've so heard about their underwear. They're getting in bed naked, but that meant the bed got all the dirt. You know, if you're wearing a long underwear, Ugh. you're keeping the dirt in. But if you're taking it off, you're getting Just dirt all over the bathe. bed. bathe. Bathe. And bedding was washed around once a year in the spring. <gasps> oh, my God. The smell. And they washed it in urine. When they did wash it in the so spring. they're just... Urine, it's time for the spring. It's PR. the only detergent that gets better the further away from it you are. Spring pee on, right? Ah, uh, l- smell these. Oh, it's if they smell yeah. so clean. Fresh urine. Unfortunately, urine also smells, and so their beds would smell like pee for weeks. Do they we- even identify what pee smells like anymore? It does, is it even what pee is to them? I it's what it. reality is. Uh, fleas and lice were common, obviously. Beds were the main place where the little uh, little guys bred and had a good life, right? So I'm sure for that. fleas, they were just like, oh, Eureka! Heaven. But the common belief was that lice came from inside your body, so yep. no one was looking at the sheets as something that needed to be cleaned. Well, that just makes sense. Since lice They form came, a hive in your belly. Yeah, and since lice came from inside your body, there was no way to deal with it. What are you going to do? Were. I mean, you've tried everything. You've pissed on them. You've tried everything. People often had open sores on their bodies from scratching uh, lice bites. Great. So this is, who you, this is who's coming to dinner? They had different ri- ridiculous ways to try to get rid of the lice. One was to put crowberry under the sheets. Crowberry? So crowberry are like these little... Um, 
I don't know how to describe them. They almost look like little succulents that just have little tiny fucking knobs on them. Okay. About that big. Sure. And they grow on in a place like Iceland rocks. And so you would take that and dry it and put it under your sheet. And Good. I am, I imagine it would just help you scratch from yeah. all the nightmarish. Uh, <laughs> and then another one, uh, another way to get rid of uh, lice and fleas, of course, was to carry the bones of a dead person in your clothes. Well. So either way, beds were a filthy nightmare. <sighs> So you're just... Anyway, who, after sleeping with whoever he wanted... These are just first pitches. <laughs> these are all just the first... It's just literally some... It's just the first time anything happens, somebody gives what they think, and no matter how crazy it is, you're like, well, that's written in stone. I mean, the whoever whoever came up with these ideas first is amazing. Like, whoever whoever convinced other people this was a way to like, do it. Like, I can understand being like, lice comes from inside of you. Yeah. It's right. it's not right yeah. now Maybe. that you look back, but I could understand being like, where the hell are these little things coming from? Yeah. Man, they got to be coming out of us. We're just, we're little earths ourselves. Yeah. I cannot understand somebody telling you that just carrying around the bones of a dead person is a positive move. Well, there's a lot of, I feel like there were a lot of pranks. If it's pranks, I'm so in. <laughs> if these are pranks, it had to have been. It had to have been pranks. Uh, Some of these had to have been pranks. Uh, I want that so badly. Um, so anyway. the camera's right over there. What's uh, a camera? On an all new ice prandic. Anyway, after that awesome time, uh, the vagabond would get up in the morning and head off to his next stop at the next farm. Oh, what a stressful life! Yeah, repeat wow. The process. That's the life of, uh, of a hobo in, uh... Dare I say it would be a great plan B. <laughs> this was all taken from the little book of Icelanders in the old days, uh, written by a woman whose name I can't pronounce. All right. Well, uh, shout out to her. Shout out to her. Um, do you feel better? I, I, no. Well, that's disappointing. No. What I like is the humanity of it. The humanity of it I love. But, you know, the, I, apparently you can't have your heart in the right place and know what tide is. Sorry. Someday history will match up the way I need it to. I doubt it. All right. Thank you, Iceland. Thanks. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. 
Bristol September 22nd and Cardiff September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.